Welcome to episode three of Throwback Hoops. Woody V is in the house. Mr. Cooper once said, What's my theme music? Well, our theme music is Whoa by Black Rob. And I'm joined by my main man, White Rob. What's up, OG? Yeah, what's up, Woods? Thanks for that lovely introduction, mate. Um, yeah, homage to the late, great uh, Black Rob for that um, amazing song. And um, yeah, great to be here, mate. Yeah, good, good. Um, so a bit, bit going on in Wildcats world uh, as well, right? Over the last few days. Yeah, it's um, been very good news. So firstly, we've sort of locked up our third third import with Tim Frazier. Um, so when that happened, I was pleased, but I was like, okay, where's the big man? And then we just got Matt Hodgson yesterday. So um, if you feel like changing that prediction for the Wildcats making the playoffs, Woods, uh, now's probably a good time to talk, mate. Man, you guys always make me eat my words, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We also have a very special guest on the show today, our producer extraordinaire and Brooklyn Nets faithful Lala Wijasekra. Great to have you on the show, Lala. Thanks, man. Yo, yo. Thanks for having me on the show. Long time listener. And uh, no what an honor What an honor being the first guest. So I can't Great wait to, to talk with you guys, man. Cheers. Yeah, so, so Lala, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you're connected to us? Yeah, man. So I'm a, I'm a graphic designer, you know, by trade. Um, I do video editing and, and uh, motion graphics for a living. So helping you guys with the podcast is just kind of an extension of that. And um, going back, I, I know Woody, 20 years now, 21 almost, Woody. And yeah. uh, I was actually given the nickname Woody Jr. Because uh, I came to high school in the year below him. And, you know, I was just skinny brown kid in the year below and uh, got that name. But thank God that didn't stick, huh, Woody? <laughs> no, it didn't, it didn't stick. It didn't stick. Um, but, yeah, man, like we've, me and you, we've, we've shared a love for sport for many years. Uh, talking hoops and, and we've played cricket for many years um and uh you know you've been the captain many times actually and even i've been the captain sometimes but sports definitely been a big part of our friendship and um recently uh, about maybe four years ago now uh you know you you i started playing organized hoops with you where now i've met robbie clayton too and uh you know shout out to the team high rollers yeah, so Robbie, uh, yeah, th- thanks, Lala. So Robbie, tell us a little bit about uh, when we're going to get back on the court now that lockdown's finished. Yeah, man, it's, of, uh... it's looking about three weeks away now. So I think, as I mentioned the other day, I've got to send the, the email to the boys and sort of ask a few awkward questions about sort of vaccinations <laughs> and if they're ready to go and everything. But yeah, I can't wait to get back on. Um, I'm sure my back will probably last about the first half of the first game. But anyway, we'll see how we go. Oh, man, everyone's going to be so unfit, huh? Oh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I did speak uh, on the first episode about Robbie's uh, how their sporting pedigree in his blood and, and his brother's uh, uh, and, uh, uh, a well-known F1 journalist and, and podcaster. Now, you also have sporting pedigree in your family, Lala, and uh, you have a connection and a relationship with one of the greatest cricketers on earth. So, you, you want to tell the audience <laughs> a little bit about that? Yeah, man. Um, so, my famous connection is that is that my first cousin is actually married to the the great Sri Lankan left-hander Kumar Sangakkara. Um, you know, probably the greatest Sri Lankan in, in all formats of cricket, I think, and, and a top bloke. And, and actually, Woody, you've met him once. Yeah, I have. I have. He actually came to our game once. So uh, not only is he a great sportsman, he's a, he's a great man who's done a, a lot for the game and, and for society in general. So yeah, yeah, it's good that you have that connection there. That's very cool, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, me and Rob, we just come here, we talk shit for an hour every week. But there's a lot of work that goes behind the scene to actually get the episodes uh, produced, edited, and out there. So, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you do every week after after we record to actually, um, uh, you know, get the content out there on YouTube and whatnot? Yeah, 
yeah, man. Um, you know, after some excited texts from Woody uh, about how the podcast is ready to go, I basically review the recordings. You know, make any adjustments that need to happen with the audio or any mess ups, which never actually happens. You guys are great. Um, and then I add in the graphics, the sounds, and and basically, if you're watching it on YouTube, that's what you see is what I produce. And then that that um, audio is taken out and, and made the podcast for everyone else to listen to. Um, I guess the one thing I won't take credit for though is uh, is those wonderful depth charts that uh, Woody puts together. I mean, as a designer, that that, that font scares me, man. But <laughs> maybe it's all right. But uh, maybe this is something our, our viewers should should get on and maybe comment on YouTube or get on Twitter and, and let us know. Do we need a up our depth chart game, you know? Hey, man, con contact us if you've got a problem with my depth, depth chart, guys. Like, seriously, you know, I think Lala's being a bit harsh there. But no, seriously, Lala, we can't thank you enough for all the work you do behind the scenes. Um, this wouldn't happen without you, right, Rob? Absolutely, mate. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you, mate. And uh, great to have you as our first guest as well. No, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, and uh, as you know, you cannot come on Throwback Hoops uh, without uh, uh, wearing a jersey. And as I guess, why don't you show off the jersey that you're wearing for us and, and tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, actually, before I do the spin, I mean, I probably should have done this a little earlier. Um, and just to pay my tribute to the to the man I'm, I'm honouring today, um, I just wanted to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land that we're all on today, um, pay my respects to the elders past and present, and extend that respect to um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners um, today. Um, and, you know, the man I'm, I'm representing is none other, none other than uh, Paddy Mills, you know. It's not really a throwback, but probably, you know, the greatest Australian hooper, you know, to wear the green and gold. Um, let me do a little spin for you guys. And for the audience that can't see, Lala's wearing a San Antonio Spurs Paddy Mills jersey. Very nice. Uh, and later on in the show, we'll be doing our, our segment Australians in the NBA on Paddy Mills and, and Lala's joined us uh, to speak a little bit about him later in the episode. So, so look out for that. So, now it's your turn, Robbie. Over to you. Why don't you uh, showcase the jersey that you're wearing today? And that's a mighty, yeah, so mighty guess, fine one you got on there. Thanks, mate. So I guess I'm doing the double jersey thing as always. So I guess you can see hanging up there the Cairns Taipans number 23 Anthony Stewart jersey. Um, that's a, definitely a special jersey for me, just sort of given how much I love this guy when he was with the Wildcats. Um, he helped us win the 95 and 2000 championships. Um had a great NBL career. Um, I think this time at Cairns there in that particular jersey is around the mid-noughties. Uh, I think he's been around seven seasons with the Taipans. So, yeah, absolute sort of great player, Anthony Stewart. I think we did mention him briefly in the first episode. Uh, look, in terms of the jersey I'm wearing today, I wanted to sort of, I guess, keep the Queensland theme going. Um, definitely one of my more sort of random and rare jerseys. So um, I guess just before I stand up and show it, so it's uh, it's Sam Slamman McKinnon. Um, so obviously everyone that followed the NBL in the sort of, you know, mid to mid nineties to probably the, the mid noughties um, will sort of remember how amazing a player this guy was. Um, look, he went to uh, was it three Olympic games. I think he went to, he won two different championships. Um, he was always sort of, you know, being spoken about as an NBA prospect. Um, and of course, obviously his uh, connection to the NBL now is, he's the GM of the Brisbane Bullets. Um, also his son, um, Max is the DP player on the Bullets this year, and we're expecting big things from him. Anyway, I'll give you a look at this uh, retro jersey. And for those who can't see, Robbie's wearing the blue Townsville Crocodiles jersey. As he mentioned, slamming Sam McKinnon, all-time great. Thanks, Rob. You seen it on uh, those woods or what? 
No, I don't have a blue one, man. You know, I've got the Corey Homicide Williams one. Uh, that's probably the only Townfield Crocodiles jersey I have, but that's an absolute classic, and you mentioned it's one of your favorites, right? It is. Got to love the, the crocodile with the basketball spinning on his tail and the, the Macca's logo. <laughs> Macca's logo, yeah. <laughs> I like the Anthony Stewart one in the background, too. I, I might as well also mention to those who can't see, Lala's got two jerseys hanging in the background himself. Do you want to speak on, on what you got there, Lala? Yeah, man. So i got a good old retro Spud Webb over here. Uh, that's a help you guys out. I know you guys are bigger uh, Hawks fans and that, that's my shout out to you guys and then on the other side I got Karis Levert uh, probably my favorite Brooklyn player well, was my favorite Brooklyn player um, actually and Woody actually got me this one actually yeah yeah th- thanks for thanks for showcasing it man I'm actually wearing an Atlanta Hawks hat that Lala got me so it's nice to see that uh, we're showcasing our gifts on the show for each other all right well I might as well uh, show you guys the jersey I'm wearing today That's a nice one, Woods. That's a retro. That's looking like Aaron Grabeau. Yeah, it is. That's a very nice jersey, Woods. So that's um, that's one of the sort of the OGs of the Cairns Taipans there, right? And Aaron Grabeau. Yeah, and while we're talking about great uh, Indigenous uh, Australians to play in the NBL, uh, Aaron Grabeau is right up, uh, up there. I would say he's uh, one of the, if not the greatest, Taipan of all time. Uh, he had a sip of coffee with the Geelong Supercats in, in 1996. Um, we talked about the Tasmania Jack Jumpers last week, Robbie being an expansion franchise. Well, when the Cairns Taipans were an expansion team in 1999, uh, Grabeau got his second chance in the NBL, and he was on their, that first ever Taipans team. He spent his entire career spanning 400 games and 14 seasons with the Cairns Taipans. He laid the fan- foundations for the franchise, and, and no one player has given more to them in their history uh, other than Aaron Grabeau. I mean, up until his retirement in 2013, he was uh, you know, a crowd favorite there. Uh, his jersey was actually retired twice, once when he was playing and then once again after he was done. And as a player, you know, you know those guys, Robbie and, and Lala, they do all the dirty work, fill in all the gaps and, and, and what they do doesn't always actually show up on the stat sheet, right? I mean, Aaron Grabeau was one of those players. He um, certainly was, yeah. And look, I, I listened to a, an interview with him recently on the Aussie Hoopla podcast with, with your man, Dan Boyce, bro. And he, and he said that he's doing really well and he's tr- transitioned into life as a, as a police officer after basketball. So he's doing well right now. That's very cool. Is he still in Cairns, Woods? Did you know? Did they say that in the bottom? He, he is still so in Cairns. So he's been a policeman Oh, that's great. Yeah, he, he met his wife there, and um, he's still still part of the community there. And uh, you might see him at a few Cairns Taipans games this season. So, yeah. Um, so I guess uh, let's let's kick off our team previews for the week, uh, Robbie. And, and since uh, you got the Sam McKinnon jersey there, ex-Brisbane Bullet, we're going to be covering the Brisbane Bullets and, and, and uh, the Cairns Taipans today. So uh, I might just uh, throw over to you. Um... Thanks, Woods. Yeah, it's the all-Queensland edition today. So, look, I'm, I guess I'm just going to take you through uh, the Brisbane Bullets and just a little bit of a mini preview on them. Um, so, look, they finished last year at, um, in, uh, in sixth place. Um, they were sort of, you know, in contention to make the finals but sort of fell away a little bit at the end. Um, look, the Bullets have only made the finals once since they came back into the NBL. I think it was uh, maybe six years ago now. So... Look, obviously, they, they want to sort of get, um, you know, get into the playoffs sort of regularly. And I think they might have the team to do it this year, Woods, from what I'm sort of seeing, um, just with sort of looking at this roster and and obviously with some of the sort of improvements and, and the new imports they've got on the team. So, um, look, I guess firstly, there is a big sort of core of the team that has returned. Um, obviously, we've got 
um, Nathan Sobey, who's you know, fresh off the Olympic duties. They've also got guys like, you know, Anthony Drimmich and Jason Kadee, who are very much um, veterans now. And also we've got the big fella, Tyrell Harrison, returning along with Lamar Patterson. Um, in terms of sort of the new guys, so look, there is two new imports. Um, we've also got uh, two DP, uh, three DP players and a next star player. So I think there's a bit of excitement um, sort of, you know, with the team to, to look forward to there. Um, I guess a few players, um, guys, I wanted to just sort of maybe highlight a little bit. Um, so one of them is uh, Tom Digbo. Um, Woods, I know we had a bit of a chat about this guy the other day. So, yeah, he's a 19-year-old born in Spain. Um, he's got a French father who... Is there a connection maybe to, to our team yes, there, Woods? What's that? There is. He was actually drafted uh, in 1997 with the 49th pick by our Atlanta Hawks, but never actually appeared in a game for them. He didn't. Um, and I'll tell you what, for the for anyone sort of listening or watching this, do yourself a favour and type in Elaine Digbo um, just in YouTube. He has got some highlight packages there. I'll tell you what, though. He had the nickname of Air France. So that's just a little bit on his on the father anyway. But look, in terms of, um, in terms of young Tom there, um, you know, he's got a lot of sort of um, upside to him there. He's a very long sort of player, very sort of versatile player. Um, he's another one of these players being spoken about as an NBA draft prospect next year and has been ranked inside the top 70 in the most recent um, draft rankings there. Um, look, I think the big thing for this guy will be basically adding some weight to his frame. I think he's he's around 75 kilos at this stage at the small forward position, which Look, I mean, as athletic as he is, he, he'll get eaten alive if he doesn't sort of add some some weight and some muscle to that frame. Um, I guess, look, in terms of sort of the rest of the team there, I mentioned that there is um, three DP, DP players and also the next star in Digbo. Um, quite interesting DP players there. I'll just sort of highlight, I guess, two of them. So there's Max McKinnon, who we briefly mentioned earlier, um, son of Sam. So certainly expecting big things for him. Um, he led the um, Queensland, I think it was under 20s team recently to the to a gold medal title and he sort of led the led the team there. Um, we've also got the big Chinese um, development player in Lou who um, at seven foot five will be the tallest um, NBL player that's ever played here. So I mean look having him and Tyrell Harrison. Tyrell Harrison's you know, clocks in at a traditional seven foot, and he was actually the biggest player in the NBL last year. So you've got Harrison back, and then you've got Lou um, to add with him there. So yeah, so just speaking of Harrison there, really quickly, Rob. Um, now that Matty Hodgson's gone, um, and and joined your Perth Wildcats, that's going to open up some opportunities for Tyrell Harrison to to start and play bigger minutes. It certainly right? will. I mean, if you think back, look a couple of years ago now, he was sort of in the system there behind Magne and Hodgson there, and you know, obviously Magne and Hodgson have both moved on. But look, I think he definitely sort of came on well last year. He's a very big big boy there so I think he will sort of he'll work well with that team this will certainly be the year that he does get a lot of minutes um Look, so Rob, uh, for the for the people who can't actually see the the screen, could you just go through the starting lineup and see? Absolutely, see what the depth yeah. Chart so actually you, looks like? yeah. Exactly. So I'll give you a bit of info on the I guess the depth chart there. So. Look, the way we're sort of envisioning, envisioning the death chart to go. So I guess at the point guard, we've got Sobi, um, Kadee and Wigness there. So pretty sort of strong guards. I mean, look, Sobi was, was you know, third in MVP contention last year. So expecting sort of big things again from him. Um, and I guess in the shooting guard, we've sort of got the first import in Isaiah Moss, along with veteran um, Anthony Drimmich and then uh, McKinnon slotting into that spot. The small, small forward and I guess the powerful positions is sort of where the two imports in Patterson and Franks will play. Um, also Tom Digbo um, and another sort of signing they had in the offseason, Deng Deng, who was uh, last yeah. year with... Um, with Illawarra, Illawarra. He's, he's actually yeah. bounced around a bit now, hasn't he, Woods? He's been with Sydney yep, and a few other teams. But yep. look, he, he showed some stuff last year, so that's probably a pretty good signing. Um, look, 
I like this roster. I've got to say, um, you know, as I said, they were in contention last year. I do, I do feel like they've possibly improved. Um, obviously, with the imports that the, were sort of going there. And look, I know Woods. We did sort of speak um, briefly offline about Robert Franks. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, the the New Zealand import is uh, from the New Zealand NBL. You've got the import there, um, Isaiah Moss, who's also going to be a bit under the radar, like Mikhail McIntosh. But I want to hear a little bit more about Robert Franks because he comes comes into the league with a uh, with a high pedigree, he right? does. So. Yeah, I mean, look, he played. He played with the Magic um, last season, so the Orlando Magic in the NBA. He was quite good when he was with them there. Um, he's only twenty four years old, so look, I think this is probably a big sort of step for him to come out here. I think people know sort of you know how many eyes are on the NBL these days. So if he can come out here and, and look really sort of showy stuff, that's probably his ultimate aim to sort of get back to the league. But yeah, expect some sort of high flying there. He's um. He's a very long player. He's got a very large wingspan there. So I said, you know, playing at that power forward position will sort of, you know, see him get a lot of boards and probably sort of, you know, play some interior defense as well. So I think he's an exciting, exciting player to have. So, yeah, as I said, I'm probably just the last thing as well, just touching on um, these guys. Um, he's obviously having a new coach this year in James Duncan. So yep. um, I believe you probably know a bit about James Duncan Woods. He was with yep. the, the Kings as an assistant for the last few years. But, um, yeah, this yep. is sort of, you know, his role here. Um I believe he's Canadian, is that right? He's Canadian, yeah. and he would have learned a bit under under the tutelage of uh, Will we- Will Viva yeah. and uh, yep. Adam Ford last year as well. So, so this is yeah. another one of these sort of coaches like we spoke, spoke about last week that are sort of coming to Australia and sort of, you know, making their name out of things there. So, yeah, look, I guess that's probably um, Brisbane. Um, yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you, actually, is, and this is something that's been bugging me a little bit, we saw Lamar Patterson, another Atlanta Hawks alumni of ours, so mm. we, we want him to do well, and he came in out of shape, uh, which he has done a bit in the last couple of seasons. Um, is he over the hill? Is he? Is he? Can he turn back the clock and and the veteran, um, you know, find that form that he once had in the NBL? Yeah, it's a good question. Look, I'm certainly not going to um, body shame him and sort of use the the nickname that he was getting called last year, but I actually do think he's he does have something to offer. Look, he is only 30 years old, 30 years of age. You know, when he sort of did return to the Bullets late last year, he was looking a little bit more like himself. Um, he was. I think yeah. for whatever reason, it just didn't work out in New Zealand. I don't know if it's if it was maybe sort of a, a personality clash with with Shamir or whether he just sort yeah, of wasn't yeah. fitting in sort of, you know, in a, in another country or with those teammates. But look, I, I'm sort of pretty positive about Patterson uh, Woods. I don't think he's quite over the hill yet. So I think he's still still got quite a bit to offer. And look, probably before, just I, I do wrap it up. I know we sort of like to, to talk about the fantasy side with the teams as yeah. well. So start and sleeper, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, look, the start, I mean, you can't go past Nathan Sobey. I mean, I think most people that played fantasy last year had him in the in their squad and he was just amazing all year. So Look, I'm not going to overthink it. I'd take Sobey as, as a stud there. Um, the sleeper, look, there's probably one or two ways I could go there. I'm sort of maybe leaning towards Tom Dingo for this spot. And look, it all depends, yep. obviously, being you know the, the young next star player, what sort of minutes he's getting and everything like that. But look, I think he, he, he'll definitely sort of fill up the box score when he's on the court. So I'll take him as my sleeper. Yeah, and when you when you're starting a fantasy team and you want to build a solid bench, you'll get a guy like Digbo, um, probably at the basement price, right? So that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He'll be one of those cheapest sort of players. So absolutely. So um, would, look, Woods, I might throw it over to you now. I, know, I believe you're going to sort of take care of the the other Queensland team in the in the Cairns Taipans for us. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, um, Cairns Taipans. My second favorite team, you know, uh, I, I love watching them play and their brand of basketball and having Adam Ford as their head coach this year is going to be great. Uh, they like to keep a nucleus of players together. So I'll just quickly take a, take you guys through the uh, depth chart. Uh, you got Scotty Machado uh, and Jared Kenny coming back in the point guard position. You got Tahiri McCall, the import, and the Serbian sniper, Mirko Jerik in the shooting guard position. Uh, at the three spot, you got uh, Kuat Noy, 
uh, Jordan Natai, and, and Bull Kuol, who's a rookie coming out of the University of Detroit. Um, I'm looking forward to see what he what he has to offer. He comes from NCAA Division One program, so um, this is a good opportunity for him. Um, we got Majob Deng, the veteran at the power forward position. Uh, my good friend Keanu Pinda coming off the bench, really excited about him. A new DP from New Zealand, uh, Inga. Um, don't know that much about him. He just got signed uh, l- last week. Um, you got Steven Zimmerman, the import at center, and then the veteran Nathan Jawai coming off the bench at, at the center position. So, yeah, I might as well just, just kick it off here with, with what I think. I want to start with Tahiri McCall. Uh, he did play one game with your Brooklyn Nets back in 2018. Yeah, Lala, did one you know game, that? One game, yeah. How did he go, Lala? Not, not, not much minutes, not much minutes and not much play. Uh, I think it was like four points, eight minutes. So he scored a lot of points in the time he got. But uh, yeah, not, not, not a very big stint there. Well, one thing I'll tell you about him, defenders will have an extremely difficult time keeping McCall in front of them. Uh, I'm saying it now. He's my defensive player of the year, Robbie. You know, it's, it's a big call, but big call. he brings that Justin Simon-like mentality to, yeah, to the I table. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yep. Uh, and McCall's calling card is making plays with his defense and attacking the basket relentlessly. He's not a great shooter at all, but that's not what he's on the team for. And he'll fit seamlessly into the Taipan system under Co- uh, Coach Ford. Uh, the Serbian sniper is one of my favorite plays in the league. Love his swag. I've uh, been a fan of his since he was wearing, you know, that Townsville Crocs jersey that you got on right now, Robbie. Yeah, so that's right. yeah, I've been following his career for a long time. And Scotty Machado, just the floor general. I'm just going to say it. He's my favorite player in the NBL, uh, you know. What a lieutenant he is. And I would say he and Josh Majette, who we mentioned uh, last week, will be in that fight for the assist leader at the end of the season. Um, yeah, so he's, he's, a, he's it's his third year with the franchise. Uh, and his family love Cairns. Uh, he's actually stayed in Australia, in your neck of the woods. I don't know if you knew that, Robbie, playing for the Mandurah Magic. Did I say that you right? You did say that right. Yeah, he was. He was playing over there playing in NBL 1. So I think a few yep. um, Wildcats fans were getting a bit excited that he might stay on there. But no, I think it's good that he was playing sort of all through the offseason. Um, I wanted to ask as well, Woods, you sort of mentioned, you know, Cairns your second favourite team. Um, Machado's your favourite player in the NBL. Keanu Pinner's probably your second favourite player. Um is there any chance that you might actually make a switch from a Sydney Kings fan to Cairns? What's going on? You know, I've 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 had that fight sometimes when Cairns is playing Sydney who to support. <laughs> but have. yeah, yeah, but yeah, now nah, Sydney's definitely my team. But you know, I absolutely love watching the Cairns Taipans play. Uh, maybe it's because orange is my favorite color. They got the coolest uniforms as well, man. What, so. what about your boy Keanu Pinder there, Woods? What are you sort of expecting from him this yeah. year? I mean, look, obviously he was with Adelaide last year, and he didn't get a lot of opportunity. I felt he was quite good in the time that he did. But yeah, how are you sort of feeling about about his prospects this year? Yeah, look, Keanu will thrive under Ford, who has worked with him, as you know, in Perth since he was a kid, right? Um, I actually texted Keanu when he got signed by uh, by the Cairns Taipans, and I'll just read this text out to you. I said, hey, K- hey Kaz, said those picks for Scotty, roll to the room, and he's going to get you the rock. And he said, yes, sir, Woody, I can't wait to play with him. So I think what you'll see is uh, Scotty Machado with a few lob passes to, to Kaz this year, um, and it'll be an exciting prospect to see uh, those two play together. And um, yeah, and I mean, to Kaz, for Kaz to have someone like Nate there, Nate Y, the veteran, to learn from, along with Ford, is going to allow, allow him to take the game to the next level this season, I think, Robbie. Yeah, no, great, man. Um, and yeah, look, we talked about Aaron Grabeau being the greatest Taipan of all time. Well, Nate is right up there with him, wouldn't you say, Robbie? He certainly would be. Do you think this might be his last year, Woods? Well, look, Coach Ford said he looks as fit as ever, so he might have a couple of seasons Possibly, left in him. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he looked so good last season when Space Cam left the team and he got that opportunity to start. You you remember, you know. Uh, so Nature Wise actually your third favorite player in the NBL, isn't he? So, <laughs> I love. I've got. I've got. I've got a Pinder jersey and a Jawai jersey. I must admit. <laughs> I think I'm going to get a Machado one this year. Nice. Um, but I mean, what a legend of Australian basketball he is, right? And um, when he speaks, everyone just listens. So I think that all those younger guys in this locker room to have. Uh, you know, one of the all-time greats of, of our country uh, in, in that locker room is definitely going to be good for them, right? Absolutely. Um, I just want to quickly touch on a few others. Majok Dang, he was injured for quite a lot of last season. And, and I actually saw uh, him at a Kings game where he came to support his boy, Kwani Kwani. And he was telling me how frustrated he was that he couldn't play. Um, and it didn't help the Taipans a lot not having him in there and, you know, getting people like Venky Joyce to come and start, etc. They, they, they don't have that luxury of bringing in um, guys off the bench that can can contribute so even one injury can affect that lineup right that's right yeah i've got to say woods looking at this roster and apologies mate but i I don't think this team's got much of a chance of making the semis this year just just being honest yeah i mean i think they'll be in 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 the fight um you know kuat and i really needs to play with more control and poise he's really regressed since that rookie year he has i mean he was really being spoken about as a legit nba prospect wasn't he that's Yeah. yeah Well, he ended up in Mike Kelly's doghouse last year. So hopefully under Coach Ford, um, he, he can thrive. Um, and just quickly, I want to touch on uh, Stephen Zimmerman, former McDonald's All-American. He's the 41st pick in the 2016 draft. Uh, since then, he's bounced around the G League and most recently playing in Europe. Um, I think Australian fans are going to love this guy. Very solid, solid skill set, high basketball IQ. He's a true seven-footer with a seven-foot-three wingspan. Uh, we'll be right up there with the leaders in block shots. Um, you know, he's a terrific shot blocker, willing passer, and he's left-handed as well. Uh, has terrific touch around the rim. I mean, Cole Aldridge is the guy he reminds me of. I mean, it's easy to say two seven-foot wide guys, but I think that player complex is, from the is past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I, I, I kind of disagree with you. I think Cairns have done a fantastic job with their roster. They're going to be a lot better than people think, including you. Their three imports will be outstanding together. And with the Australian talent they have around them, I expect them to potentially challenge for a top four spot this year, you know? Um, I, I know you probably disagree, but um, maybe I'm being a bit biased, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Ford is in contention. Yeah. Look, certainly certainly either. not a knock on Kansas. I, mean, I just think that the league this year is just going to be, it's going to be as good as ever. And look, just looking at that roster, I just don't know whether that's enough to match, you know, the, the Perths, the Sydneys, you know, the two Melbourne teams. And look, even sort of the Brisbane team we looked at earlier, but um, I'll take your words for it, Wood. Um, and what about, um, are you able to sort of give us a fantasy start and a sleeper for the Taipans for this season? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, in terms of the fantasy stud, it's hard to, you know, look past Scotty Machado as your starting point guard. I mean, he's not going to be cheap, but I would say Scotty Machado, he's going to get those assist numbers up. He's going to score, you know, you know, 15, 20 points a game. His turnover rate's very low. Um, and I think with, um, with, you know, a lot of uh, high flyers around him, um, you know, he's going to be able to put up some numbers from that guard spot this year. So I'm going to be putting him in my team come first week. Um, so yeah, as, as the start, I'd go with Scotty Machado. Now I thought a little bit about who the sleeper would be, uh, and I'm going to be biased again here. I'm going to go with my boy Keanu Pinder, right? He's going to come off the bench. He's going to be cheap. He's going to get those block numbers and steal numbers up. Um, and you can start with him on the bench and he'll be able to put up, uh, uh, some points for you. So yeah, uh, I, I think you could also look at, uh, you know, a guy like Nate Jawai as your backup center as a sleeper, but yeah, I would go with Keanu Pinder as, as my sleeper. I like it. All right. Um, well, well, thanks for that. Um, so I think uh, we'll move on to uh, our viewers' question for the week. And, and I wanted to say thanks to everyone every week sending in questions and, and stuff, right, Ravi? Exactly, yeah. We sort of had a lot of sort of requests and sort of questions and queries and stuff this week alone. So, yeah, really appreciate it and definitely keep yeah. them coming. 
and apologize to anyone if we couldn't get to your question this week but uh our question that we've chosen today comes from james o'hearn in new south wales and he said hey boys love the first two shows keep up the killer content i wanted to get your thoughts on the illawarra hawks chances this season under veteran coach brian gorgian and how do you think the star recu- recruit duop wreath will go in the sandpit throughout the 21 22 season Firstly, thanks for those kind words, James. We really appreciate it. So, Robbie, let, let's tackle the first half of that question, shall we? Um, you know, they were so close to making the finals last season after taking game one in the, semi, uh, in the semis against your Perth Wildcats, but they lost in three. Could they possibly take that leap and go all the way to the finals this time around? I, I think they could, yeah. I mean, I think they did sort of have a few sort of late season injuries last year, which definitely sort of... Uh, you know, threw a few things out for them. Um, look, I'm not going to probably push too much on the Hawks stuff today. I am going to be covering them in the, the team preview next week. So, James, um, look out for sort of some some uh, Wollongong Hawks talk or Illawarra Hawks talk rather than the Atlanta Hawks next week. But, look, I think they're definitely a chance probably for, for part um, sort of one of that question. Um, I guess in terms of sort of what I think about the, the second question, do you want me to go into that, Woods, or did you have more on sort of their yeah, prospects? Yeah. No, no, that, I, I think you're right on point. We'll cover it a little bit bit, bit more. I mean, do up read that second part. He grew up in your hometown of Perth. So tell us a little bit about him. Robbie. Yeah, so I was really hoping my boys would get him. So I know the Wildcats and I think the Jack Jumpers were in contention, but I think probably, you know, Gorgian coaching Reith in Japan, I think that was sort of the, the catalyst to sort of get him over the line and sort of signing with, with the Hawks there. So look, I think he's going to fit in really well. He's a... He's a big unit. Um, look, he was born in South Sudan, uh, moved to Perth at age nine and was sort of, you know, grew up and sort of, you know, did all his schooling and everything in Perth. Um, he went to college at LSU. So obviously, yep. you know, big name college there. We know a lot of, you know, great NBA players like Shaq and, you know, other people that have played there. Had a career high of 31 playing for them. Um, so basically after finishing um, his second season at LSU, he's been basically playing in Serbia. Um, so this is his first sort of role back home. Um, and look, he's another one of these guys that was literally playing um, soccer his whole sort of, you know, you know, junior sort of life growing up. And just as he got taller and taller, he was sort of focusing on basketball. But I, I think he's going to be really good this year. I think sort of that stint in Japan is going to, you know, in the Olympics, although he didn't play a lot there, I think it's going to be a good learning experience to sort of be playing under some of those guys. But yeah, definitely expecting big things from him this year. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes. And Lala, um, you, you heard a little bit about Duop Reed. Did you get a chance to watch him in the Olympics? Yeah, yeah, he had limited minutes in the Olympics, man. Just like Robbie said, you know, I think just being there in that locker room is, is a great experience for any athlete, right? Um, yeah. And I also I also know he did a he did a summer league stint a few years back for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but, you know, that didn't eventuate to anything, unfortunately. But, you know, hopefully playing here uh, with the, you know, the Boomers coach, you know, that, yep. that opportunity will eventuate something, yeah. And what do, you, what do you reckon about him playing with AJ as well? How do you think that'll sort of help oh, his progression? Absolutely. I was talking to you about that offline. AJ is a veteran now um, and, you know, he's he's fitted in nicely into that bench role now in the in the Hawks. And, you know, he's been in the league for, for you know, nearly a decade or maybe a decade now with the Kings and the Hawks. And, and have someone there who knows how the NBL is refereed, how the game is called in this country, it's going to allow Duop Reed to adapt uh, to a new environment quite well and he brings that unique skill set to the table a guy who can shoot threes and block shots right Robbie which is which is gold right get him in your fantasy team (laughs) there you go there you go watch out next week for for Robbie's uh team preview for the Hawks talk for the Illawarra Hawks like you said right that's right all right uh well thanks again James really appreciate that and and as I said all the all the viewers and listeners keep sending through your questions um and we'll do our best to get to them um yeah okay so 
Let's move on to the next se- uh, segment of our show, which is, uh, as mentioned earlier, our Australians in the NBA segment. And we're going to do a little bit of a feature on Paddy Mills today. So uh, I've got a few uh, questions that I'm going to throw out at you guys one by one. And, you know, you can you can hit me back with, with what you think. OK, so uh, let's let's just kick it off, Lala, um, with you. I mean, what are some of the intangibles Paddy Mills is going to bring bring to the Nets and to the Bro- Brooklyn community this season? Yeah, man, actually, I was I was watching the um, the old man and the threes, you know, that JJ Reddick podcast. Um, he did a live show, actually, with, with Paddy. Mm-hmm. And um, Paddy like specifically talks about the Brooklyn culture and, you know, embodying that culture and playing for that community, you know. And I think that's kind of what the big difference is between, you know, FIBA Paddy and NBA Paddy is almost that when he puts on that green and gold, he like levels up almost. So I think a big part of him is, is playing for the community he represents. So I think that, you know, along with that um, veteran experience, you know, many years with Pop, the big three at the Spurs, you know, all that off-court is, is going to be a huge benefit for, for Brooklyn Nets, man. And Robbie, on the court, thanks, Lala, on the court, what 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 could Paddy bring? Yeah, well, look, I think he was going to be a very important player anyway. And now that, you know, obviously Kyrie Irving's status is is very much in doubt at the moment, um, obviously with him not being vac- vaccinated there. So, look, it, it actually could put Paddy into the starting lineup. I mean, I, I would prefer to be bringing him as that spark plug off the bench, but I, I think he could definitely fit in there. Um, another thing I think will be really big for Paddy will be playing under Steve Nash as well. Um Look, I mean, obviously, Steve Nash is, you know, two-time MVP and Paddy's, you know, more of a role player. But I've always seen some similarities in Paddy's game to the way, you know, Steve Nash played. But just, you know, keeping that dribble and sort of being able to sort of go under the ring, keeping the dribble, pulling it back out and sort of getting a one-on-one matchup and sort of, you know, driving to the hoop or pulling up there. So, look, I, we obviously saw how good he was in Japan. I think he'll be quite hungry. Um you know, just going to a new team. And it's funny, he's going to be wearing the same colours, essentially. So, And pretty much he did wear that same colour in Portland too, which is quite ironic. But, um, yeah, I think it's sort of a new lease of life for him there and, and sort of being in the big city now. I'm really looking forward to see how he'll go and probably um, probably be checking out Brooklyn quite a lot this year on the league pass. Yeah, and I mean, as, as you said... Um... You know, even with Kyrie Irving's status up in the air, he may start. But but even before that, he was touted as potentially being the sixth man of the year this year. You know, exactly. coming off the bench on that on that lineup. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he starts or he does. He's probably more comfortable in the NBA coming off the bench. So you might see a guy like Bruce Brown starting, right, Lala? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think um, their their starting lineup is pretty good, and I think yeah, his his spark of the bench is what's going to be essential. Um, I don't really think he's gonna get that six man award because it's usually you got to explode like you got to score a lot of points or do something quite drastically whereas could, could we see him average make. 15 points a game this year do you reckon guys potentially, potentially. i think he could i think he could he was up around 11 could. or 12 last year with very low usage rate so i think mm. he could definitely boost that up yeah and i mean like he spent over a decade with the spurs he's learned from some of the all-time greats of the game td tp manu uh, pop um the, the thing is that that's an equal opportunity offense there right and he's got to fit within the system whereas nets are, the nets are going to play a little bit more high octane under steve nash phoenix suns basketball let's call it and he might get an opportunity to to get that scoring average up on the back of that right because i've got a few guys on that team that might sort of need some extra um attention from the defense right so i think he could be getting yeah. some open shots yeah 100 i think everyone's going to be getting attention they have like so much depth on that team now you know definitely Millsap and um you know obviously lamarcus is there now too so it's going to create opportunities for everybody i think and he he might not score a lot of points but other guys will but you know there will be games hopefully where he will need to hey woods i know you love that connection with um patty and lamarcus as well right 
Oh yeah, Lalo was just mentioning that. So it's really they're such great friends. They've, their careers go back over a decade, um, and they've played together now at Portland, at San Antonio, and now for the for their third franchise. Fine, um, so having having Lamarcus there, that's that's going to be a huge plus to have uh, having a familiar fa- uh, face there for him. And Patty mentioned that as well on on the JJ Reddick po- podcast you mentioned um, yeah. earlier, Lala. Yeah. So uh, what do you got to say about that, Robbie? Yeah, look, I I think he's definitely going to fit in well this year. I think you know it's great having the, the two sort of veterans together now. I mean, it's I think it's really good that Aldridge just come back as well, just from a, a personal point of view. I've always liked the way he plays, and it didn't kind of seem right for him to go out the way he did last year. But look, I guess just in terms of Paddy as well, obviously we spoke about the connections there with Lamarcus and that, and obviously there's a big connection with Sean Marks there. Um, so you know, Paddy's obviously um, you know there's obviously the strong Aussie and New Zealand connection there, and obviously Sean Marks was around San Antonio for a long time, so. I do think that was probably what that got Paddy over the line there. I think Paddy certainly had some some bigger offers there, but I think ultimately he chose to go to a, another contender and sort of you know play under people like Steve Nash and Sean Marks, which I, I think is a good choice. Yeah, and Lala, Robbie did mention earlier uh, about uh, the Japan Olympics, and and you you talked about FIBA Paddy. He's always shown he's a different player at FIBA level. You know, we saw his forty piece in the bronze medal game against Slovenia. Um, and, you know, it's a new system for him now. Um, will we see more of FIBA Paddy in a Nets uniform? Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, yeah. as long as he's playmaking in the in the same way he kind of does with FIBA, you know, I think so. But, again, like I said, this team has just so much depth. There's going to be scoring from everywhere, shooting from everywhere. Um, he's going to attract attention that's going to allow other people to be free. So, I mean, this team can you attack you attack you from everywhere, right? So I think I can kind of see it as well. Times where you know, if Harden or Durant possibly got an injury or something as well, they'll need some of these veteran bench guys yeah, to step yeah. up, and there'll probably be different guys that do it each game. But yeah, this is certainly a stacked team, isn't it? It's probably my tip for the championship at this stage. Mm. I mean, we, we've seen many seasons, and, and injuries play such a big part in it, right? So it's exactly it's really his role may change throughout the year, and yeah, he may need to be FIBA Paddy. Now, Lala, I've just got to ask you. I know this wasn't scripted, mate, but as a as a Brooklyn fan, what do you think is going to happen with Kyrie? Oh man, and what would you I, like man, to see happen? Man, I, I hope he does get vaccinated. Um, there was a recent, like more more stuffs coming out as we go along. You know, the Shams reporting that obviously he's not going to play, or the team have said now you can't play now. Basically, mm. which is fair enough, they have to do that. Um, but he's come out and you know on IG saying, oh, you know, this he does. It's not about the Nets. It's not about this. You know, it's about it's basically about the mandate. He he doesn't want to support it by getting vaccinated, and he's fighting for people's freedoms. He's doing something pretty noble, but again, he knows he's losing money and he's affecting his chances of a championship. So, I think end of the end of the line, he's going to get vaccinated and end up playing. I think he will be there, um, yeah. but it might be a be a Nets Kyrie kind of uh, balancing act where the Nets say, "Okay, look, we agree to help you pursue this," you know, a bit more. Who knows? Yeah, uh, good call. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, I guess final thoughts on Paddy and and the Nets this year, Lala. Yeah, as, as Rob said, um, he's he's got him potentially as the championship uh, favorites there. Yeah, what, what I think so. I think so. I think they're right up there. And again, it's a long season. It all depends on injuries. But these guys again have so much depth that they will be able to fill the gaps, um, just like they did last year. You know, the the big three guys didn't play together barely ever, right? And they still were one inch away from, you know, playing the Hawks, right? So, uh, I mean, it's it's anyone season, but at the same time, these guys are right up there. Um, I think Paddy will show show he will average higher than he has in the past. I think um, he will be relied on a bit more, but um, yeah, I think the Nets are going to be up there. 
I drafted him in fantasy basketball, so let's hope he does well. Yeah, yeah, good pick. Um, all right, so let's move to your favorite segment of the show, Mr. Robbie Clayton. Give me some Hawks talk, bro. Well, mate, I've got Harry the Hawk in the background. Um, as I did mention last week, my daughter's going to be picking something. So if you could just see him down that bottom bit of the screen, there's Harry the Hawk looking on. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I know sort of this week, I guess probably firstly, we just wanted to touch on some news that came out from um, Atlanta uh, just this week with um, Jahil Okafor actually being waived and not making the team. So we thought we sort of, you know, we'd come back and mention that. Obviously, we did um, sort of feature him on episode one of Hawks talk there. So yeah. Yeah, it's sort of an interesting one that he did um, get waived. Obviously, you know, there was a thought that the the injury to um, Gorky Jeng might have sort of meant that he'd stayed on there. But look, they have they have cut ties with him now. So potentially that opens up um, our boy TLC to maybe get that, that roster spot yeah. there. But look, obviously, you know, the NBA preseason finished today. So those final roster cuts will be, be happening soon and these rosters will be getting trimmed. So I guess we'll sort of watch this space there. Yeah, terrific. And I thought that... Um... This week, we'd actually touch on Cam Reddish, one of my favorite players in the NBA and one of my favorite Hawks. Um, and yeah, I'm, I might just start off with saying that, you know, Jamal Crawford recently said that Cam Reddish has all the tools to be a star in this league. And I think that'll happen eventually, guys. But I mean, we've talked about this in the past, Robbie. This, this, this is such a deep team, mm. right? And so many, uh, so many players that can contribute. Is he going to have that opportunity to take that step to, to star status this season? Look, I think probably people that maybe are expecting that that step this year might be a little bit disappointed. Um, and I think that does come down to sort of opportunity like we spoke about. Um, there was a lot of injuries on this Hawks team last year that did sort of allow, you know, a lot of people to have opportunities. We're hopefully, you know, we're hoping that isn't the case this year. Um, but look, I think he has improved some things. I mean, just little things like his outside shooting. I mean, that could be a big one that he could come on now. He's shown, you know, that he can sort of get hot quite quickly. He had a, a recent preseason game where he was sort of knocking everything down. Um I'd love for him to to sort of take that next step, but I just I'm just not sure it will be the year Woods. Obviously, sort of with that sort of yep. front line they've got, um, you know, I still think Hunter's probably going to be playing over him. Um, so he's sort I of agree. he's yeah. going to be behind him in the rotation. Obviously, you know, JC as well. But um, look, I think he does offer something different there. You know, his sort of size he's got there, the fact that he can handle the ball, and as we said, he's outside shooting. He's a good defender as well. So very good defender. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to sort of see how he goes. Um, I, I know sort of I think we did speak as well. He did have that huge game in the NBA Finals. Um, yeah, he basically got yeah, he got right. really hot in that game, and that sort of you know put himself on that stage that he has improved that shot there, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. His health is good this year as well because that has sort of impacted his first two seasons a little bit now. Yeah, that, that was a surprise. You know, he just got activated in, in, in the back end of the playoffs last year and that 21-point effort in the final game of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Um, Lala, did you get a chance to to watch that game last year? Yeah, yeah, I saw people? that. I saw that live. It was great. Um, he came out and just and just started scoring. I mean, unfortunately, he was in a bit of a, a dead rubber, mm, um, you know, but it was nice to see because uh, it, it kind of gets Hawks fans excited. Like, oh, wow, like we got this far on what we had and now look at what we were missing. You know, you guys were missing Hunter and and him um, during that playoff run. So, and what you, what that yeah. tells me as well is that obviously Nate McMillan's Nate McMillan's got a lot of trust in him to sort of bring him in in such a big game like that in the finals and sort of give him all that opportunity there. So, I think you were going to comment on that as well, Woods, like with sort of the relationship yeah. they've got there. Definitely. I mean, Lloyd Pierce and Cam, you know, reportedly didn't have a good relationship. I mean, he's not the only one who didn't have a great relationship with Lloyd yeah. Pierce. But, uh, you know, it's emanating out of the out of Hawks, out of Hawks land that um, Nate McMillan really um, uh, has really helped Cam behind the scenes and has put faith and trust in him uh, and has been good for his development. 
No, that's true. And I know we were sort of talking and you mentioned sort of there had been a, uh, I guess Nate McMillan was sort of comparing him or seeing a little bit of Paul George in him there. So yeah, I know definitely. I told you I didn't love that comparison. I'm not the world's biggest Paul George fan. Apologies I know, I know. to Paul George. But, um, yep. but look, I probably can see that a little bit, obviously, you know, with his size there, the fact that he can handle the rock and hit the outside shot and also play D. So look, it's probably a pretty good comparison, I've got to say. And look, he's one of my favorite players in the NBA, as I mentioned earlier. And um, much like we commented on Dante Exum a few weeks ago, health is a key for him. You, you also touched on that. So yeah. fingers crossed him that he can stay healthy. And for whatever role that he has on the team, he's able to contribute uh, this season. Uh, and the Hawks can make another deep run into the playoffs. Right, Robbie? Absolutely. Yeah. Look, there's, there's going to be the, a lot of pressure on him this year. I've sort of been listening to you know, and reading a lot of previews this, this uh, week. that People have him as high as second in the East. So... I think probably maybe the fourth, third spot would be great. Maybe the fourth spot in the East is probably realistic. But look, it's great expectation to have. I mean, last year we just wanted them to make the playoffs, right? And you know they made the the conference finals. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, the yeah the conference finals and lost that. So yeah, high expectations again for the for the team, um, and hopefully they can sort of get that home court um, spot in a top four spot in the East. Hey, how nice would it be if, if we got our Atlanta Hawks uh, to go up against Lala's Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals this year? That would right. be fun. Like right? Lala yeah. sort of press on earlier, they, it nearly did happen last year, didn't it? You know, if, yeah, it almost, if, if KD almost, was one, one inch, shoe size one inch um, away, shorter. Yeah. yeah, no, that would be a good matchup. All right, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, so, look, just that comes to the sort of the end of our show for the uh, for the week, but I just wanted to make a few uh, comments on last week. Just a few corrections. I know um, I said NBA a couple of times when I should have said NBL, so I apologize. I also said that David Close took 7.5 three-point field goal attempts out of 11 three-point field goal attempts. My apologies. What I meant to say is he took 7.5 three-point field goal attempts out of 11 field goal attempts. Hey, Woods, which we, did, we knew of. what you meant, mate. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. But he took a lot of threes. Back yeah. in those, he took a lot of threes back in the day. Um, so, yeah, look, thanks for tuning in. Um, as as um, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, you know, uh, you can follow us. And, and Robbie, maybe you want to quickly mention where we can be followed on, on Twitter. Absolutely. So, yep, the, tr uh, the Twitter sort of handle is at throwbacks hoop hoops um yeah we're actually putting a lot more content uh, content on the on the twitter site this week uh right wood so just you know obviously doing some retweets putting some things up like the jerseys of the week and everything so again if anyone's got any stuff they'd like to see please just let us know we'll be happy to maybe sort of add some yep. of that stuff there yep and where you can tune into the show if you want to watch the video version jump on youtube please subscribe to our show. Uh, Throwback Hoops is the name of the channel. Um, and then if you want to listen to the podcast version of the show, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, um, then you've got Google Podcasts, uh, Podbay, doesn't matter. You'll be able to listen to the audio version there. Um, I've got a TikTok channel. Um, you can you can uh, see it at the end of this show, uh, Woody underscore V83. And I show off the jerseys that... Uh, uh, we, we showcase on the show and tell you a little bit about the history behind the player. So please, if you're uh, part of that younger audience or into your TikTok, please uh, subscribe to my TikTok channel. Um, Lala, uh, where can the where can the audience get in touch with us via email? Uh, that's uh, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com, right? That's right, that's throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so thanks, guys, for everything today. Uh, so now we've finished recording the podcast. Uh, I'm going to tell the audience I've taken my brother and co-host Robbie out uh, to the local pub for dinner tonight. Uh, and I'm, I may as well tell you 
Uh, Robbie has an adult beverage about as often as Joe Luala Chul passes the basketball. So really looking forward to hanging out with you and enjoying a drink with you tonight, my brethren. I'm very much looking forward to it as well, Woods. It's been a while <laughs> since we've been out. So yeah, looking forward to it. And um, yeah, I'll try and be on my best behavior, I guess. Uh, all right. I won't, man. I won't. Lala, you want to come? No, nah, man. I'll, I'll leave you guys to your date night, man. You, you guys can go on your own. He wishes he could join us, man. He wishes hey, he's he going to stay us, back you know? and do the producing for this podcast, Woods. Yeah, so I got to right. we'll go out for a drink. I, I got to edit, yeah, man. Yeah. I got to edit. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> anyway, thank you, everyone, and everybody from the Throwback Hoops crew. Um, thanks for tuning in. We'll, we'll see you all next week. Much love, boys. Peace out, guys.